Welcome to Beta Project. Broadcasting from the nation's capital. Hello and welcome to the Beta Project, a podcast bringing you unsolicited life advice, occasional self-deprecating humor, and a healthy dose of book babble. I'm Brielle, the one most likely to get attacked by pirates at sea. And I'm Christine, the one most... More, more like, most likely? Wow, I already messed this up. I mean, I guess since it's two people, it's more. Because most is for three or That's more. true. I don't know, we need to talk to somebody who speaks English properly. Yeah. I'm Christine, the one most likely to streak through... I think it should be more. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been using most, so... I guess I guess I'll just change it for next time. Mm-hmm. I also don't know how to pronounce this word. Like, do I pronounce it Versailles? the French way? What is the French way? Versailles. Ooh, that sounds more bougie. Do that. <laughs> okay, and I'm Christine, the one more likely to streak through Versailles naked. Wow, it's so French. I love it. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> so today we're talking about what is our book called? Oh, you The Gentleman's that. Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. <laughs> And today is a special episode because for the first time ever, we're recording in the same room. So I was thinking about this at home, and I was like, how do we prove that we're in the same place? Oh. Right? I think we've had this discussion before. Because my first idea was like, what if we high five? But then but, we yeah, could have just like That was the first then, thing, yeah, yeah I thought it too. Yeah. Oh, I don't true. think there's a way to prove that we're in the same place. Not really. Not no. if it's just audio. I guess you'll just have to trust us just based on trust. our word. Um, you want to do guess the quote? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You go um, first. Wait, so where, but to refresh everyone, we're currently at one to one for points. Points for okay. guess the quote. Okay. okay. Mine is, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So mine is an exchange between two people and one of the people is pretty obvious. It's uh, Henry Montague. Yeah. I want you to guess who the other person is. Okay. Okay. okay fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. What for? You've had a rough go. Everyone has a rough go. I've had it far easier than most people. Maybe, but that doesn't mean your feelings matter less. Okay, so I'm 99% sure I know who it is. Okay. Actually, it's more like 99.9. Ooh, okay. So, okay, so do I get one point for just for who said it? Is that yeah, what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay, so one point for who said it. Felicity, his sister. Yes! Oh man, I really thought you would not get this one. Because I feel like he gets comfort from people so many times in this book. That's true. That it would be really I thought it would be hard for you to determine no, which person it was. I just reread it. Oh, so. true, true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two. Okay. okay. And then my quote is So in the future you needn't demand apologies on my behalf. Okay. And it's kind of a trick question. Yeah, I feel I feel bad. Wait, it's kind wait, of a trick wait, question. wait, no, 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 no. Now I'm doubting myself because I thought I knew, but now I don't. Think about it for a second. It's the Scipio guy, isn't it? Yeah. Like the captain. Yeah, it oh, is, okay. It is. Wait, why was that a true question? I thought you were going to say, um. Uh, Percy? Yeah, I thought you were going to say Percy because. Because. Like, Percy says that a lot. Or, yeah. like, kind of variations yeah, 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 yeah. of that a lot. Oh, man. We're both hey. trying to trick each other. This is competitive. Um, oh, and then before we go on to general notes, I had a thing that I wanted to do. Favorite character on three. Three, two, one. Felicity. Felicity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's so headstrong and like badass for a female in that time. She's the person we all want to be. Yeah. But instead, we're all like kind of like Henry. 
<laughs> or at least I feel like that. I'm like, man, if I could be like Felicity, but no, most of the time I feel like Monty. I don't know if you'll have an answer to this. Because did you ever have like an impression of the book before you knew what it was about? Or did you always know? Yeah, what it was about? Um, so I actually heard about this because my friend subscribes to Alcrate. Alcrate, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> she got this book in Alcrate. So that's how I first heard about it. But did you know what it was about? No. So she snapped a picture of it to me. And I honestly wasn't super interested um, when I when she first snapped it, just because I feel like as much as I like the cover, I don't think it's what I would imagine for the book. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the cover seems kind of like a like a fun, light, but also not very interesting. Just like bland a little bit. I mean, the cover is just him, like portrait style. Yeah, like yeah, okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, just in terms of like the colors, they're not very. Like, I would never have guessed that it was historical fiction. Really? I thought it was like a painting, yeah. almost. Like, it's a painting of uh, him as a lord, maybe? Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was a historical fiction. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. what did you think it was? I, I wasn't sure. I I thought it would just be something... Like, did you think it was fiction? Yeah, because Owlcrate, like, I knew that it came it from fiction? Owlcrate, oh. and you, it's usually fiction. Like, they usually don't give you, like, a history. Yeah, but I didn't think it would be this interesting. Mm. But then I think what sparked my interest was... I can't remember if I was seeing the author post something on social media, and I was like, oh, oh this is really funny. And then I was like, oh, I should read her, read her book. Right. So. Okay, well, I saw it first from when you snapped it, when you got it as a... When you <laughs> got it as chain. a chain. Yeah, <laughs> the chain of snaps. So um, when you snapped it, because I think you had gotten it as a Secret Santa present. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you snapped the cover, and I read the title, and it was like, A Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. Oh, it must be a self-help book for gentlemen <laughs> back in the old ages when they needed to be all proper. Yeah. And I was like, that would be pretty interesting to read, but that wasn't at all what this was. It's like... Oh, what's the other book? The one that you made me read. Oh, Rules of Civility? Oh, yeah, 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 Oh, man. That's what I was thinking. Wait, what did you... Oh, you thought it was a self-help book? Actually, yeah, I guess it does kind of... Yeah, kind of. Not not a self-help book, but one of those, like... Something like The rules of back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, etiquette. Like, I thought it would be, like, some etiquette book, but, but, like, fiction. You know? Like a play on an etiquette book. We should read an etiquette book for this. I feel like, that, feel like really, that would be I feel really like it would boring. make you very angry, but it would be very entertaining. I, I also feel like no one would care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like one of the one of the rules that I heard used to be a thing. Actually, it's still a thing in the royal family. How to sit like a lady. So when you okay. sit down, you always approach the couch from the side. And then, like, so you approach it, like, slanted. Okay. And then you have your knees together as you sit down. Okay. And you cannot cross your legs. Like, if yeah. you only do like to cross your legs, you can only cross your ankles. Yeah. And you should sweep them to the side. I've I've heard of this before. Yeah. So then, apparently... Just something... for the people listening at home, by the way, as Brielle is saying <laughs> that she's, like, getting up and demonstrating. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And now I'm sitting ladylike. And... Yeah, and I'm sitting with my legs open, which is... <laughs> Pretty, pretty indicative of our personalities. <laughs> so, yeah. So, one of the things I heard that Meghan Markle was not allowed to do now was that she's not allowed to sit cross-legged anymore. She can only sit with her ankles crossed. I guess in public. Well. What, like, at at home at night, she can't cross her legs? You mean, like, in, like, when it's just her and Henry? Yeah. Well, okay, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, she can't cross her legs like in public. With her, yeah, but with her family, even. Like, with the queen, I'm sure she can. Yeah, so, well, we're on really well, good tangents. Poor Meghan Markle, not being able to sit cross-legged. I know. Must what be a, a hard life. I do think she sacrificed a lot, though. Like, she had to give up her job for this. Yeah, probably. But also, 
it's not like she'll have a shortage of money, so. Long tangent aside, let's oh, get back to the book. Okay, I think this also still kind of has to do with one of my other general notes. Like, um, and we talked before about how we, like, can empathize, emp- em- uh, empathize yeah. with Henry Montague. So, let's just call him Monty. Do you call yes. him Henry or do you call him Monty? <laughs> yeah, my my good old buddy, Monty. <laughs> Wait, so Henry? <laughs> No, I, I, I feel like they I ref- do call him Monty. Okay. I, I would call him Monty okay. because that's how they refer to him. Yeah, yeah, they refer yeah. to him like with Monty throughout the book. Okay, let's yeah. just call him that then. Like, I think we can empathize with him a lot because he's like he's the one who shows his vulnerability in the book. Like, he's he doesn't know what he's doing. Half the Maybe time. they're very different people. But oh, you I don't empathize with no, him? No, I, oh, I really okay. hate him as a character. At, at least at the beginning, I like the journey that he went through. Yeah, to, to like self, what's it called, self actualization or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, in the beginning of the book, I was. So I mean, I hate him, him, but I empathize with him. Like I can see myself no. doing very okay, not doing very similar things as in like streaking around <laughs> naked. But oh, that that is the part that I empathize your, with the most. <laughs> that's your territory. Um, like in the sense that I feel like sometimes I'll feel like I'm not doing enough to. Satisfy my family, or like not doing okay. enough to like based on the resources I have, I haven't been using them the most efficiently. Okay, like a problem that he struggles with, right? Because yeah. he's born into a life of luxury, mm-hmm. but he hasn't done anything with it. So for him to complain, no one is gonna empathize with him when he complains because he's literally being like, "Oh, I have too much money to manage." Yeah, Blame yeah, me, yeah. So everyone's like, oh, no, screw you. Like, yeah. Some of us are starving, right? Yeah. But it's a problem, too, when you're too privileged to feel allowed to be depressed. Or to okay, feel allowed yeah, I can see where you're coming to... from. The part that I don't empathize with, though, is the fact that he is so entitled. Like, the fact that in the beginning of the book, he couldn't see anything from anyone else's perspective. And he was so blind to how everyone else felt around him. Mm -hmm. That's the part that ticked me off a lot, is seeing, like, just an entitled person not realize. Yeah, not realize. He should recognize his privilege. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. but, But I can definitely see how not being allowed to feel negative emotions because you're in a privileged position. Mm-hmm. I can see how that's something that people can empathize with, I guess. Mm-hmm. He has these vulnerabilities that if like you read the book like we did, you would emp- you could empathize with or you could find like um a part of him to empathize with. But he also has that ignorance that just like shuts you off completely. Yeah. So anyone who would actually interact with him in the context of the book, like his sister for example, yeah. like who, it's they're almost justified to hate his guts yeah. because he's so ignorant. Side note on his sister though, best character from the very first line that she had, mm. I was like, oh, she's she's amazing. Did you like her at the beginning? Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah, just because she was so good at getting under his skin. Oh, like she because she's you can tell from the very beginning that she's very aware of herself and the people around her, mm-hmm. right? Like she's. Like, the opposite of Monty, yeah. I guess. Like, she's probably, like, the foil to him or whatever yeah. in this yeah. book. From the very first line, I remember it was when he... Or it might not have been the first line, but it was definitely in the first time that the audience kind of saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, Monty was getting into... Getting ready for, to go on his tour, and she said some, like, really snarky remark because he was making fun of her yeah. that he couldn't respond to. 
And I was like, yeah, like she she knows, like she has like a very good awareness of oh. like what gets under his skin and what her family dynamic is like. Oh. And kind of the like, not just that, but also like the whole social issues around women. Like she's very aware of that. And I think that's really cool to be that young and to already have such a good yeah. knowledge of like society mm-hmm. and people. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like at the at the beginning, I saw that she was snarky, yeah. but I didn't like it because I didn't realize like what was behind that. Mm, and it wasn't until like they had gone kidnapped and she started taking charge of everything yeah. that I was like, it's not just talk. Like she has like knowledge. To back yeah, it up. yeah, yeah. Exactly. But that's that's why I think like if she didn't have substance to back it up, then she wouldn't have been able to come up with come those? up with these snarky mm, remarks. True. Yeah. Um, another thing about Monty, it reinforces throughout the book how attractive he is, like physically. Yeah. Maybe he reinforces since the book is from his perspective. (laughs) Um, And he is a little bit egotistic. But he reinforces that he's a very attractive man and he, like, he flirts with, like, some people throughout the book in order to, like, I guess that's his one talent. (laughs) Yeah. All the time, yeah, all the time that he's helped the group, it's him flirting with someone to get his way. Um, But yeah, like, it made me kind of think about attractiveness as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like, he is, like, the perfect example of someone who's, like, physically attractive, right? And you Mm -hmm. would find them attractive, like, in the first few minutes of you meeting them, which is why he was able to get his way, like, with so many people that he cold-called, I guess. But then, like, his personality... Especially at the beginning of the book, was it's not such a mess. Was not yeah. charming. So yeah. it showed through what was that um, banquet or something that they went up to at the very beginning, where he was meeting everyone. The one in Versailles. Yeah, the one where he first meets the Duke. Yeah. Where like everyone like likes him for about like ten seconds, yeah, and then they're true. like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy is terrible." Yeah. That's that's Monty. And what did you think about the idea of a tour? I think it's really cool, but also something that is only possible because there's, the like, all these classes, right? Yeah. As in, like, the rich people could have all these things, but the poor people would have nothing. So, uh, as, as an idea itself, I think it's really cool to be able to have the experience to go on one of these tours. Yeah. But shows a lot about how the disparity between the rich and the poor but I think it's, so it's, large. it's still the same today, right? Like, some people will have money to go on vacation. Yeah. Some people won't. Yeah, like, not to the same extent, a, This is just a structured vacation where it's like, yeah. by the end of this, no more traveling for you. <laughs> <laughs> True. You will be at work for the rest of your life. I don't know. But do you like that better? No. Or oh, do you definitely like not. modern day better? Oh, I mean, if you couldn't tell, I am so... Such a free spirit, man. <laughs> No, it's it's not just free spirit. I think it's like social justice. I think that's social nice justice? to have. Yeah. Wait, what does it have to do with social justice? Or or I guess like maybe not justice exactly, but like equity. Just because you're oh. born into this rich family, then you get to have like a good life and a rich life and have servants. Whereas like oh, if okay. you're born into a poor family, then you get you're treated very badly, which. Is, is a social issue oh, that happens everywhere. Yeah. But as, I think as we have gotten closer to the modern day, we have tried more and more to equalize mm-hmm. the disparity. But this is historical fiction. And in the time that they were, that this was written, 
or not, not not in the time that it was written, but in the time that it was set, mm-hmm. the disparity between rich and poor was obviously a lot larger than what we have now. So in that way, I think the tour is very indicative of that. Even now, you can technically choose to go on a tour of your own, right? You can be like, after I graduate high yeah. school, after I graduate university, I'm going to travel yeah. the world for a year and then come back and then live my life and never travel again. Because I'll have seen everything the world has to offer and I'll have sated my like wild and crazy attitude. But I think that, that has more to do with personal preference, though. Because that's a choice that you can make, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in the book, the tour is not a choice that you can make. It's yeah. like It's almost as if it's like a rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. For most men, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Felicity, we talked about already. Oh, the part that I loved about Felicity, like that one quote that she said, and I, this is not the exact quote because I didn't want to go all the way back into the book to find it. They were talking about blood for some reason, and it wasn't back when anyone got hurt. Oh. They were just talking about it, and then Monty's like, how can you stand yeah. that? And then she's like, ladies don't have the luxury of feeling squeamish about blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was like, so oh, great. That's so true. I just feel like she is... Oh, she's just the most, she's the most, like, perfect character. Speaking of which, um, mm-hmm. a sequel is supposed to come out of... Just Felicity? Yeah. On her trip as a boat I, I don't know doctor? when it's set, but there is a book about Felicity coming out. Which I, I'm hesitant to read. Like, just because I like her as a character oh, so much. Oh, you don't want to Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. I'll probably still read it, though, to be honest. I wouldn't want anything to ruin it. Right now, since we saw everything from Monty's perspective, she seemed like a character that has no weaknesses. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That's so why. So maybe it'll be good to see her as a yeah, more wholesome yeah. character. I have faith in this author's writing, though. I think, yeah? I think it was good writing. Like, I think one of the things that bothers me the most about bad writing is bad dialogue. Oh. You know, just dialogue that feels too forced or unnatural. Oh, like, but this was good banter. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought this was good banter. True. Whereas, like, you know some books, they try to be funny, and then they, like, the banter is just, like, really awkward. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, people wouldn't say that in real life. Okay, what did you think about the ending of the book? Oh, I loved the, the letter at the end. Oh. That made me laugh so hard. But I also felt like it was a little bit forced. Because I don't think, let's say, let's say this book was real life. Yeah. I don't think he would have actually sent that letter to his father. Like, I think the letter served a purpose of showing his progress and his snarkiness and his, like, development. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't something that would have happened in real life. Like, he wouldn't have been that rude to his father because i, I think because i think he I would have gotten why over he it wouldn't. i think he would have gotten over it by then like to come to that place of self-actualization i feel like he would just send a letter to his father being like btw i'm not coming back oh. he wouldn't have been like oh well let me I make know fun what of you did yeah well i think i think that i know what you did part was fine because yeah. it's like it's, it's like on you yeah 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 it's like a blackmail yeah. Yeah, yeah but in terms of like all the other stuff like he didn't have to update his father on like how felicity is doing and how he's doing and whatnot. Oh, you know, but just, I thought he, it would have been nice for like it's almost like a like I'm never gonna see you again. But we're still family, and this is the minimum amount of communication that mm, I want to send you. Maybe depends on yeah. I guess where we think his personality developed. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like he would still be the type of person that would send a last f you to mm. someone who ruins life. Um, and Felicity, what about her? Possibly. Becoming a doctor on a Yeah, boat? I think that's awesome. I'm so confused about that, though. I thought the whole point was that the Scipio and his crew mm-hmm. were going to drop them off in England? 
drop them off in England and get and like because they saved them from the pirates mm-hmm. and all that. The father and the uncle would be so grateful they would write letters yeah. and allow them to sail under the English flag. Yeah. But if they just steal the daughter, I'm pretty sure they won't be <laughs> happy enough to give you like written documents. I think the uncle would be fine with it. Or like his niece being just carted off to work on a ship? No, 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 it's not his niece. It's the uncle of Percy, not Monty's uncle. So how are Percy and um Mon- how are Percy, how are Monty? Percy and Monty's families related? Um, I think Percy's parents work for Monty. Monty's parents. But Percy's adopted parents or actual parents? No, like Percy's aunt and uncle. Like his, uh, I guess, adoptive parents. From what I understood. I Percy's aunt and uncle? Yeah. So the uncle works for the dad. Works for Monty's yeah. dad. So I think it doesn't, so. So it doesn't the fact that the dad's daughter gets... I mean, I don't know. Like a, uh, or no. or maybe they don't work for them, and they're just like an also a high class in the same area. I'm not sure. I don't see how realistically. I mean, could be either a happy way, for Felicity and the ship crew. In terms of like speculation, I think they could probably blackmail the dad into doing it. Blackmail Monty's father, right? Because they have yeah. dirt on him. Yeah. So I feel like for him it would be a small loss because he doesn't like his son anyway. And now he has, like, a younger son to take over his, like, estate. Yeah, like, logistically it would work. Yeah. But I don't see why Scipio would have asked Felicity. Because he doesn't know that Monty has dirt on his dad, right? All I he knows. Know. All he no, knows. No, he does. Because. Wait, no, was he, he wasn't. There? Oh, he, he wasn't, wasn't there. there. He yeah, was, yeah. like, the escape boat. True, true. Oh, man. That whole scene where they go to that <laughs> forbidden island to get that, that heart. That was so Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. I could not. Yeah, true. And it was all the, like. Help me roll this stone back. Let's go down into this dark cave. Yeah. It would be a very good movie, I think. I could, yeah. I was, like, picturing in my brain using, yeah. like, those movie scenes as references. <laughs> and and when, um, how the Duke dies. So Indiana Jones. When when they throw the heart into the fire. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Helena yeah, throws yeah. the heart into the yeah. fire. And he's, like, trying, trying to, to get, get the heart out. And he's, like, lighting himself on fire. <laughs> oh, man. That's true. And it ties everything up so nicely because he was just like, oh, I'm the only one who knows about the secret between, uh, of your father. Oh, yeah, It's yeah, just yeah. me and yeah. now you. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah. So now only Monty knows. Yeah. So. Oh, that was, that was really good. Did you, were you surprised when you found out about The dad? Friend? Yeah. Yeah. I think when, I was too. The first time I, I read it. When he, like, I, when he said, I know your father's secret, I thought the father's secret would be the same as Monty's secret. Oh. But it totally was true. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, and as soon as he said, I knew your secret, like, my mind was jumping to all these sorts yeah. of conclusions. I was like, that's why he beat him so hard, because he had to go through the same thing. But No, it turns out his was. father is just a terrible human in general. I, I don't know. That part kind of disappointed me. Like, I really thought there would be some redeeming factor. Like, there would have of been a father? reason between, it, mm. yeah, for all the anger, but it was just a bad. That's true. Just Bad. Because I feel like I feel like in the beginning I blamed Monty more because you see how entitled he is. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like in the end I I guess you can't really like lay blame on one person for a failed relationship between him and his father. But I feel like it makes a lot more sense that he was so spoiled and entitled if mm-hmm. his father was kind of like a just like not a good person. Mm-hmm. That part where they were painting the boat, they they were painting their freedom boat. Scipio goes to like slap. Monty playfully, and Monty, oh, like, jerks away, and yeah. he's just like, 
I'm going to teach you how to defend yourself. Yeah. Next time someone hits you, just like, this is how yeah. you punch them, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they both get captured, and Scipio gets hit, and he doesn't hit back. Yeah. And Monty says that line of, like, we both knew there was no use, like, fighting back against people who hit you. And I was like, uh, but you just told me how to fight back. I don't understand. <laughs> I love Even though, like, I get, I get, like, the, oh, yeah, because he's a slave. Like, yeah. he learned not to fight back. But then yeah. he wouldn't have taught. Like, I don't know. Just sounds, like, small inconsistency. I, I really like Sibio, though. I thought he was a good, like, fatherly figure. Like, mm-hmm. he, it was almost like he was the redemption father figure for Monty, since Monty's own father was such a... That's so Bad true. human, yeah, yeah. So he kind of like gained a better one through mm-hmm. Scipio. For the final part of yeah. our okay, so I rated this book five out of five. I think I don't think I rated this book yet, but I would probably give it a four out of five. Where did that one last star go? Okay, well, it's just those small inconsistencies that get to me, mm. and also I don't know the ending just didn't seem complete. Maybe because they'll have another one. I feel like it was kind of. How do we tie this up as quickly as possible? Okay, let's just have them run away together and write a letter to the dad. I feel like there should have been a cleaner, more creative solution to the problems. Wait, don't look Oh, no. <laughs> Did you see it already? No, I didn't see it. Because oh, we have to guess oh, yeah, what to guess. the rating is. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, see? Now, this proves that we're in the same room because I just covered her laptop with my hand and she reacted. Well... Oh, maybe it's my high pitched squealing that yeah, probably just stopped. I mean, okay. Yeah, maybe this is all just like a big conspiracy. <laughs> We're not actually in the same room. Okay, yeah, you guess first. 4.2. You're gonna say 4.1. I think I. Oh, think... no, I think. No, 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 wait, wait. I, wait, I, think, I think it. I, I wanna say 4.3 because I think it's higher than yeah, 4.2. Yeah, me too. If anything. Oh. It's 4.16. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Should have kept your 4.1. No, even if I, you had kept 4.1, yeah. it would have been closer. Yeah. Man. Dang, that was a wow! Yeah, that's I, a I good guess. Good, yeah, that's a good guess. You're good. <laughs> okay, I'm <whatever>. good. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, right. We're gonna go hang out with each other. In we're in IRL. The same city. IRL <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. Um. So our next book is going to be An Ember in the Ashes by Saba Tahir. Hopefully, I pronounced her name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Thank you to Felicia Ow for our theme song. Please go check out her band Gold with an E on Facebook at Gold Music Official. You can find us on Twitter at Beta Project Pod. These episodes can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can email us at betaprojectpodcast at gmail.com to send us recommendations for the next book or to send some good literary thoughts. And remember, when, when in, in doubt, doubt read, read on. on. Oh, we did it this yeah. time. And this time we'll actually know it'll be in sync. Yeah. <laughs> Is it usually not in sync? No, it's never.